0: What is up, all you fans of lifting the barbell and eating the bacon? This is Nick back with another Barbell Bacon Bros episode of CrossFit Games Coffee Talk. And we have a ton to talk about this uh, time around. Uh, I want to recap the last chance qualifier and tell you how horrible I did at making my predictions. Uh, talk about some news with coaches and athletes moving around and changing and then some serious drama that has occurred over the past couple of weeks. If you haven't heard about it yet, we will get to that. Before we get into all that, though, I am drinking a cup of Wilson, which is a medium roast from Buffalo Brew Coffee. That is Rich Froning's coffee company. He's a nine-time Games CrossFit, champion, CrossFit Games champion, uh, four times as an individual and five times as a team. And his other two times competing, he took second. So he's never been worse than second place. And he is going for his 10th CrossFit Games Championship this year. So I'm enjoying a nice medium brew Wilson. Uh, Beans come from Guatemala. And it has tasting notes of lemon, caramel, and chocolate. So a little bit more detail on the coffee today. Let's jump into the last chance qualifier. I went a wonderful 0 for 4 on my picks. Uh, the people who did qualify, Ariel Lowen, who went last year, um, and Elena Caratala-Sanahuya from Spain, which is a person that I didn't really know anything about. Um, so those were the two on the women's side. And then Tim Paulson and Yona on the men's side. So uh, my men's picks, Tyler Christophel and James Sprague, they ended up being 5th and 7th. And my women's picks, Chloe Wilson and Madeline Sturt, ended up going 6th and 8th. So um, not a good pick session for me on the last chance qualifier, but congratulations to Tim and Yona and Ariel and Elena. So that's the last chance qualifier. Uh, Some news that has come out recently, Harry Pally, who was a major part of the CompTrain group, which is Ben Bergeron's group up there in the Northeast in Madison, or not in Madison, in uh, Massachusetts, he left CompTrain a while ago and has just joined with Hard Work Pays Off, which is Matt Fraser's team. He is going to be their chief operating officer, so kind of a big move there. And then really big news coming out of Underdogs Athletics. They kind of jumped on the scene maybe like two years ago. Um, Justin Kotler's the coach there, and he coached Kerry Pierce. And then Bethany Shadburn and Danielle Brandon moved over there. And uh, some other athletes moved over. And so they were really kind of making waves this season. Bethany Shadburn left Underdogs Athletics to move to Southern California to be with her fiancé, Um, you know, as you work your way towards that marriage thing, you kind of need to be around each other. So that one's not really a huge announcement, although it is interesting that she left Underdogs Athletics. The big news out of Underdogs though, is that Danielle Brandon and Underdogs Athletics have separated. And the thing that makes this one so strange is that both Underdogs Athletics and Danielle Brandon put out like joint announcements saying that they had mutually agreed to part ways. Now, I don't know about you, but being in sort of like, you know, a fan of sports and stuff like that, typically when somebody announces that they mutually agreed to part ways, I feel like it's just a nice way of saying we're going to agree to separate so that we don't have to like fire you. So you don't have to look bad for getting fired and we don't have to look bad for firing you. Um, I do not know that that is what's going on, but it just seems odd to me, you know, in this world where people like change camps and move around and switch coaches kind of frequently um, for them to put out some kind of crazy official, like we're mutually agreeing to part ways kind of announcement. So um, interesting news coming out of underdogs, underdogs still has plenty of people, um, athletes on their roster, but the three big names, Kerry Pierce retired. Bethany Shadburn moved to Southern California, and then Danielle Brandon and underdogs separated. So that's kind of big news uh, with coaches and athletes. Now on to the craziness of the past couple of weeks, and this is like absolutely nuts. In the past two weeks or so, 14 athletes have tested positive for PEDs. From semifinals. Um, ten of those have been team athletes. And then four of those have been individual athletes. So, Nicholas Joyal. Who was from North America. Tested positive, And he came right out. And said it. He was like, look. I was in a really dark place. I felt like I needed like this edge. So, I took these PEDs. Uh, Pedro Martins. Who was from South America. Tested positive. Nasser... Al-Ruwaya from Kuwait, who made it from the Far East Throwdown, first uh, person from Kuwait to make it to the Games, I believe. Um, He also tested positive. And then this one I find kind of interesting. And I don't know this guy, so um, this is just my take on it. But Phil Toon tested positive as well. He's from North America. Um, And he tested positive for three different substances. And his claim is that he was taking prescription like hair growth, like stopping them from falling out um, medication and that these drugs came from that. Now, I don't know anything about this hair enhancement, hair follicle treatment, whatever he was doing. I also don't know anything about the drugs he was taking, but it seems kind of odd to me (laughs) that a hair substance would cause three different performance-enhancing drugs to show up. Um, Again, I don't know anything about him, so I totally could be wrong, Um, but those four individual athletes have all tested positive for PEDs during this semifinal season, and then 10 games athletes or 10 teams athletes have tested positive, a couple of them from North America, a um, couple of really interesting ones just recently, though. Uh, Fittest in Cape Town, which was the African slash sort of like Middle Eastern, um, I guess Middle Eastern was in the Far East, but African continent. Um, the first place team, one of the women tested positive, and so they're out. Um, the thing that's interesting about this, though, is she's a woman. And her sample said that she was male three. She says she never signed any paperwork saying that she was male three. You know, there could have been a paperwork mix-up, whatever. But So just some interesting stuff going on with that test anyway. Um, But the first place team from Fittest in Cape Town is out. So, um, you know, not sure what's going to happen with that. And then the really interesting thing that just came out, I want to say this week, maybe in the last five days... The first, second, and fourth place teams from Copa Sur, which is South America, all three of those, first, second, and fourth place, all had a team member pop for PEDs. Now, the other thing that makes this interesting is the third place team has dropped out of the competition. So we now have from the South American semifinal, the first place team out because of PEDs. The second-place team, out because of PEDs. The third-place team, declining for... I mean, I think they said they weren't really ready, um, but so the third-place team declining. And then the fourth-place team, out because of PEDs. So, big questions from all of these. Is CrossFit going to backfill these positions? And is there work that needs to be done in terms of testing to make sure these work? For example, in Copa Sur, we're now looking at the fifth, sixth, and seventh place teams possibly getting backfills and going to the games. Were these teams already tested? Are they gonna be tested before the games? Are the, is CrossFit even gonna backfill, or is CrossFit just gonna say, Nope, sorry, you're out, and we're gonna be down, you know, this many teams? And you know, like in the case of like Nicholas Joyal, Phil Toon, Pedro Martins, and Nasser Al-Ruwaya. Like, is CrossFit going to refill these individual positions, or are they just going to be like, nope, we're good? So, tons of drama with the semifinals. Um, I mean, it seems like a ton of people popping uh, positive for PEDs just in the past couple weeks, and we don't even have all the information. There could be more going forward. Um, It'll be interesting to see. We're only about three weeks out from the CrossFit Games, so it'll be interesting to see what CrossFit does with all these different situations, like are they backfilling, are they not, are they going to backfill some and not others, so a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff to keep your eyes on and ears on. I get a ton of my information from The Morning Chalk Up. You can follow them on Instagram. They also have a YouTube channel, and then they also do a daily newsletter that comes into your email box. So I would definitely recommend checking out The Morning Chalk Up, and I would also definitely recommend snagging some Buffalo Brew coffee. I have the Wilson, the Custer, and the Yellowstone, which are medium medium light, and light roast. Um, the Wilson is definitely my favorite, this medium that I'm drinking today. So that is the news that I thought I would share with you, and uh, we will talk to you next time. Enjoy, my friends.